Welcome to Silicon Valley Momentum, where advisor and author Roland Siebeling talks all things tech startups and brings you interviews with founders across the world. Now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to the Silicon Valley Momentum podcast. My name is Roland Siebeling, and I'm a scale-up coach and ally for tech founders. I am very excited today, very excited, because our interview goes all the way to Indore in Madhya Pradesh in India, where joining me are the CEO and founder and COO and co-founder of Green Deck, Ayush Jain and Adi Joshi. Welcome, guys. Hey, Roland. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Ayush, tell us, what does Green Deck do? Uh, who do you help with what product? Okay, sure. So GreenLeck is basically a price optimization engine for retailers. Mm -hmm. We help retailers optimize their pricing and promotions using AI. This is in a nutshell what we do. And we are working on this cool new product called Cliff.ai, which is a platform that allows business to track all of their business metrics automatically and identify any issues that occur in that. Oh, wow. That sounds very compelling. Yeah. So we'll have to talk through two products a little yeah. bit more, right? So so it started with the price optimization uh, engine for retailers, as I think you said, right? Yeah. So what retailers in particular are you targeting with that? Because the real retail world is really big, right? Uh, no, absolutely. So, you know, uh, you know, just to give you a little bit of context, you know, when we started this company with one uh, singular idea saying the pricing in most of the companies in 2020 itself is you know is primarily driven by human based decisions and it's not data driven and we mm -hmm. thought there has to be a better way of doing that and that's with the idea we started this company and during our journey of you know finding the right fit in terms of the customers that we would want to target our journey has kind of converged into a very specific segment of customers that we are targeting and that segment is online fashion retailers who are selling directly to the customers and who has to make you know pricing decisions about hundreds and thousands of products that they have in their stock so that's the primary customer target we are targeting oh wow that's really really specific and i like that because so many startups have trouble you know confining themselves to a very specific segment yeah but i always tell them like if you can then you will do a much better job for these customers as well uh, has that been your experience as well absolutely you know uh, if you are able to truly define your niche and if you're able to truly uh, sort of narrow down your customer segment it helps you communicate your messaging very clearly and it's obviously very helpful but at the same time it's a tough thing you know as a founder it is really difficult to narrow down to a specific segment of customer because you are always very afraid of are you narrowing yourself down to a specific niche and you know is the opportunity mm -hmm. in that niche big enough for you to be able to sort of grow very quickly in that so it's it's a very challenging thing but uh, what i believe is that you know this is something that eventually happens you know when you start observing your customers and when you start learning from your customer you try start to see a trend you know that these are the specific uh, group of people who are using your product the most these are the specific group of people who are getting the maximum value out of it and that's probably what becomes your niche mm -hmm. excellent very good well I'll, I'll love to talk a lot more about the go-to-market that you guys are developing but maybe before that, Adi, let's hear from you. What's been the history of Green Deck? How did you guys get together and start this company? Yeah, so the history is pretty interesting. So all, all of us co-founders, we're actually, we've been together since university. So okay. uh, that's basically 2010. 
so we in fact uh, we spent 5 years uh, in uh, in rooms next one next to the other <laughs> and uh, back then we used to pick up some projects some really small projects based on android programming and web development and um, it all kind of started there uh, this is this is back then when you know android was just a camera operating system this is those days <laughs> very very early on it's good to be at the early stage of a new wave right yeah. yes for sure so uh, that's when we were just tinkering about with uh, some projects and there's a show a tv show in india which highlights a lot of social problems so okay. there was a particular the show is called satyamev jayate which means the truth shall always triumph and okay. uh, there was a particular show which is called does healthcare need healing hmm so, it brought about some really interesting topics for example there is this thing called generic medicines so what they are is basically you have a lot of brands producing medicines and then you have these unbranded generic medicines which are the same ingredient the same dosage the same everything but they're cheaper and they're cheaper because there's no marketing cost involved right so india is one of the world's leading manufacturer and mm-hmm. exporter of generic medicines but there's probably negligible prescriptions of generic medicines in, within the india really so, oh i hadn't heard that very interesting so this is exactly so this is something which is very surprising for us because uh, that is the first time we actually heard about generic medicines because we've always been on the like as a patient we've never been prescribed anything generic so there was this one particular person who was creating a lot of buzz around this whole problem and we reached out to him and he was excited to uh, see a few co- bunch of college kids who were uh, finding the problem interesting and then we launched a website where we could uh, uh, any user could just enter any medicine name and we could we would uh, provide the list of the exact same generic medicines or cheaper branded substitutes so uh, we obviously we just wanted to spread awareness it was a very uh, like a not for profit kind of just a project that we undertook soon after this uh, i mean we had no commercial aspect to this right now and yeah. uh, we like we graduated we each got our own job but then uh, i guess less than a year into the, our job we kind of had this feeling that you know why not start something of our own and uh, we had started this thing in generic medicine why not take it one step further so we got together and we started a a digital um, healthcare company in india so yeah. we wanted to have healthcare in india is pretty fragmented and like it has a lot of physical records and paperwork involved so we wanted to mm-hmm. see if we could change that so we had ideas around uh, digital prescriptions and electronic health records and all these things so th- with that in mind we uh, started a digital healthcare company and uh, eventually got this was in 2016 and eventually in 2017 it got acquired by like a large it company in india soon after that we you know we said you know now we can't go back and doing any other job you know once you have that entrepreneurial bug you know you can't just go back to another <laughs> job so you know we said you know spoiled we spoiled forever right spoiled forever spoiled forever and that's when we decided <laughs> you know that uh, we want to do keep doing things together and uh, you know we kind of worked on some kind of different different projects here and there and then eventually you know we started this whole with this whole idea of green tech 
Okay, very cool. Yeah. How did you move then from, you know, an initial focus on the healthcare space with two separate projects or startups, if you will, yeah. then suddenly into price optimization for fashion retailers? Yeah, so, you know, uh, actually the core reason for that is, you know, all three of us, we come from a strong technology background. You know, we we are developers at heart, you know, we are coders at mm -hmm. heart. And, you know, for us, you know, the far more important thing is to be able to, you know, in, 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 instead of ideas, you know, our, uh, you know, our passion is in towards building technologies that can actually make an impact, you know, so we are mm -hmm. idea agnostic kind of, you know, we were in that mindset where we were idea agnostic, but, you know, as long as we are able to build some products that people wants to use, that's what our passion lies in. So, you know, that's how we sort of, you know, exploring ideas and that's how we got into, uh, you know, this whole idea of green deck and, you know, price optimization. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So uh, since you uh, all have the same background, uh, you two, and then I think uh, Yash, Yash Vardhan is the third co-founder, is that correct? That's right, Yash Vardhan, correct. Okay, very cool. So, but if you all have a technical background, then how did you decide to divide the work between the three of you? Are you all doing the, the same things, whatever needs fixing, or are you have you guys gotten to clearly defined roles between the uh, three of you? So uh, actually, that's a very, very uh, good question, you know, and this is something that, you know, uh, uh, a lot of early stage founders struggle with in terms of how mm. do you uh, divide the responsibilities and how do you design, define the roles. So uh, I think so for us, you know, this thing happened naturally. Uh, so how it started is, you know, initially everyone would code or everyone would get on a call on customers. You know, if you were, if you were going to a meet to an investor, you know, that time we were actually four co-founders. So okay. if you were to go, if you were meeting any investor, you know, you can imagine there would be just one investor guy sitting there and <laughs> founders coming in and into that not place. ideal anymore right so. Yeah. so so you at that time you know initially when we started we had no segregation of roles and responsibilities but mm -hmm. eventually what happened is you know uh, this is something that you know since we all were friends before for a long time so what happened is because of our personal dynamics eventually you know we were able to figure out everyone's each and each individual's you know strong points right so mm -hmm. you know, for example yash was super super good with technology so you know he eventually morphed into a cto role then right. I, I was the guy who has like kind of a you know passion for products and design so i kind mm -hmm. of moved into a product role you know i think the old uh, adage is that a good three-person co-founder team is a a hacker, a hustler, and a hipster. How would you apply that to the three of you? So, uh, you know, this is this is so true because you know, I I would kind of you know uh, uh, sort of resonate myself with like a kind of a hustler kind of a guy. Right. And you know, then uh, you have uh, uh, you know uh, you have uh, Yash who is like a hacker, you know, who can you know hack into things. You know, uh, he he's good at technology and all those kind of thing. And Adi is a pure hipster. You can look at it hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a quick trivia, you know, he he's he was uh, the lead guitarist of our college band as well. So he's definitely the hipster. That's awesome. That's awesome. They could have written this for you guys. It sounds like that's really cool. Excellent. Okay. So, um, you know, what, uh, what was the success with, uh, that price optimization engine? Yeah. Uh, how much traction did you get? Where have you landed so far? 
in terms of like the traction you know we have grown from a team of three co-founders to almost a 30% team now you know we have uh, customers in seven different geographies right now and right. Uh, you know uh, and the good thing is you know although we have uh, we we raised funds last year but you know we are profitable so just last month we have uh, you know hit the break even so you know happy to you know let you know that we are at this point we are profitable Let's come back to that investor round a little bit. Yeah. So uh, you said that was last year, and I think yeah. you had that with a lead from RLC Ventures. Is that right? That's right. What was the uh, the fundraising like for you guys? Was this a long slog, or were you able to pull this together pretty quickly? How I'm just always interested to hear the experience, and so are our listeners. So actually, you know, my our fundraising experience is actually quite, you know. uh different from what you would hear from other co-founders because you know uh, just to give you a little bit of a context you know we were, we started this company in india and then in 2017 you know we got selected into the techstars accelerator program in berlin so we all moved to berlin for around 6 months and then we moved back to india and when we moved back to india we very soon realized that you know our customers are in europe and we have to be in europe what was the experience in techstars like we've had a few startups on this podcast that went through the y- combinator program yeah. techstars is also very famous of course i'd love to hear a little bit from how from you how did you experience that uh i think the experience was really good because it is uh, in in many ways it was the turning point for us because um, it, like as we know now that our uh, entire customer base and eventually the investors that we met and most of our network is in europe and uh, yeah. it all started with techstars so as a program i think uh, there are some really good things about texas so uh, uh, they have a uh, i would say not like a curriculum but the things that you they teach you uh, are very practical for example um, the the whole objective uh, the whole process of learning and experimenting so uh, as founders founders like everyone else basically we, we we're all we're trying to do something for the first time so mm-hmm. uh, it's hard for us to get something right in the first attempt uh and that's i mean with through the program you can actually learn that okay that's how it is supposed to be and the only way to actually progress is keep trying uh keep learning from your mistakes and then try again with with the changes that you have that are uh, you feel are necessary so the concept of experimenting and learning constantly so that that kind of mindset was put into a, a place during the program and of course uh, i guess extras one of the biggest assets is the network that it provides because um, it's a global community and they have people everywhere they have uh, mentors investors other entrepreneurs people in uh, whichever industry you are looking to get connected to there will be someone at texas who is part of that community or knows someone who is part of the community so mm-hmm. a lot of things become very easy if it goes through introductions so the network also has been uh, really important for us also awesome very cool so that maybe brings us a little bit to the go to market side so um ayush uh is your entire go to market built on introductions through techstars or have you moved beyond that a little bit also oh, definitely you know so uh, during our starting phase you know the only way we could probably get in front of our customers was just through our network of uh, techstars you know we got our very first customer you know i still remember this you know our first customer uh, was this company called casper mattresses and you know which is oh, like yeah. 
which is like a you know global uh, you know sort of uh, they they were kind of you know very I sleep on their products so yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know Casper Mattress was one was a, one of our first customers and we got them when we were just in the very early stages of our product you know our product was not even polished and we were able to get them as a customer only only because you know there was one mentor who was you know a very close friends with some guys at Casper and you know these are the kind of you know introductions that kind of you know gives a company a momentum and uh, we kind of you know we got a couple of customers through the techstars network and then we figure out you know we figured if through those early customers we were able to figure out our value proposition and eventually mm-hmm. we were able to start building our own uh, you know customer acquisition channels beyond you know warm introduction so uh, but again you know techstars was that catalyst which allowed us to do that So a lot of the founders listening to this podcast really struggle with that point, right? So how do you move beyond like the first kind of close friends or network to to more of a scalable go-to-market? What did you guys try and what did you figure out worked for you? Uh, so we try a ton tons of things, you know. So uh, in the, in the very early stage, I think so the biggest thing that helped us is you know obviously the warm introductions, and then if you want to move a little bit further from that, I think so there is one more thing that truly helped us out is you know some kind of you know there are a lot of corporate accelerator programs that are out there which you know which are like equity free and this kind of you know gives uh, uh, startups a chance to you know just stand in front of you know. Uh, relevant stakeholders within an organization and mm-hmm. that kind of also worked for us you know we got a couple of customers just through you know participating in some corporate innovation programs so mm. that kind of was a sort of a you know a, a sort of a you know progression from warm introductions to something which is you know in a middle of you know a sales process and introduction and then eventually you know we actually you know last year we hired our you know first cro last year and mm-hmm. uh, you know he comes from a very experience he came from a very experienced background of you know uh, leading a uh sales uh, organize you know sales engine at a big organization so he came in with that experience and you know he kind of helped establish a lot of processes and the engine behind you know generating an outbound sales engine so that's how we started doing it it's 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 a journey you know it's uh, uh, there is no one size fit all solution for everyone and i think so one of the key things that a business has to realize is you know uh what has to be their approach in terms of you know getting those customers and what do i mean mm-hmm. by that basically you know uh, if 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 i take example of green deck versus clip.ai these are two saas products but the go to market strategy for both of these products are like poles apart so with green deck it's a top down approach you know where you try to sort of you know find some you know people who are at a you know at a at a management level or at a you know at a top of the hierarchy and then you try to sort of sell your value proposition to them and it flows down to the organization on the contrary with clip.ai we have you know a bottom up approach clip.ai is a platform where you know any person can just sign up start using it and slowly slowly increase the adoption within an organization and the approach for go to market for both of these strategies are completely different with green deck it is completely outbound with clip.ai it is completely inbound you know we don't mm. we are not focusing on any outbound sales or cold emails on clip.ai so figuring out where what 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 business model works for uh, your go to market strategy that is the most important part to be able to you know make that decision on how do you want to approach that 
how do you manage then, Adi, uh, you know, two products in the same company where it sounds like the synergies are maybe not all, all that clear, right? It's different target groups, different uh, technologies to some degree. Am I missing something or is it just harder to manage those two products in the same company? Uh, no, so you're definitely right that uh, the, the mindset is completely different. The approach is different. Um, in terms of managing the products, I think Ayush will tell you better, but uh, <laughs> we, we really need to uh, uh, ramp up our hiring because um, mm-hmm. it's a little quicker. But yeah, in terms of approach and mindset, for sure, it's completely different. And uh, um, yeah, I think Ayush will tell you a little bit. Yeah, more. so, you know, just, just, to, just, to, just to add to what Adi said, you know, I think so uh, managing two different products, it's challenging from all aspects of the product, mm-hmm. like right from the product to engineering to even, you know, your sales and marketing teams. And uh, this is uh, this is something that is difficult for us right now. You know, it's almost uh, uh, 1230 in the night and we, we haven't still wrapped up our work. So it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of challenging. But I think so what we would do is, you know, the one thing that we were able to do very well is we were able to leverage the engineering, the common engineering between both products. So right, okay. most of the... We were able to reuse a lot of our engineering, uh, you know, components for, for both of those products that allowed us to build this product so quickly. And eventually what we would want to do is we want to have those, specific, you know, we would want to separate out, you know, teams for both of those products. And might I just add to the listeners, if like me, you feel that uh, it's amazing how much energy comes from this podcast now think that it's already past midnight there and they're still showing off all that energy in this podcast that is amazing it's so really inspiring i'm going to ask this question to both of you maybe starting with adi and then coming back to ie what is the most important learning you've had as an entrepreneur as a founder so far that you'd like to pass on to other people that are working on their own startups adi let's go with you first um yeah for me i i think it's very simple it's just keep keep doing what you're doing like perseverance because uh, uh, everyone is always i mean everyone can be wrong all the time but it's just a matter of if you if you keep uh, attacking the same problem with different uh, solutions multiple times you will be right sometime or the other so uh, and a series of rights will then eventually lead to success so for me it's just i guess just uh, be perseverant uh, just persevere and keep doing what you're doing but in different ways, it sounds like you're saying, right? So if yeah, one, to, one, I mean, one way is not working, try a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, very good. Otherwise, we would get close to the definition of insanity, you know, which might be close to the definition of a founder, but that's a different discussion, right? So, Ayi, what about you? What's the most important? important lesson you would like to impart on other founders so i think so you know as a founder every day you start you have a new lesson right so and it's, it's very difficult for me to pick one lesson but i completely agree with adi in terms of you know uh you know just showing up i think so that is the biggest thing right you know uh beat anything you know just show up daily you know every morning wake up and just show up to work that's eventually you will make it, you know, no matter what idea you are working on, no matter how talented or non-talented you are, even if you show up every single day, you will make it. There is no doubt to that. Okay, very, very good advice. Uh, Last question again for both of you. Uh, People listening to this podcast, what can they help you with most? What what would you like them to do? Adi, let's go with you first again. Um, So, I mean... uh... 
I would love to sure. uh, like if if you are interested in the space that we are creating, because we really we truly like very strongly believe that this is uh, a genuine problem, and people like us, like uh, people who are running or part of uh, smaller SaaS companies, uh, they need this uh, or they feel that uh, this is something which is interesting for them. I'd love to connect with them, and uh, you know share ideas because. Uh, there's every i mean there's so much to learn and everyone has had such different experiences and everyone comes with a different point of view so i guess sharing ideas about this common space itself will be a very important input for us excellent okay and uh, if uh, people want an introduction then of course i'm also happy to provide introductions to both ari and ai what about you ai what do you, what do you want uh, people to do do you want them to sign up for something do you want them uh, yeah, to apply so for jobs what's the What's the big thing? <laughs> yeah, so for for me, you know, if anyone who's listening to this podcast, and you know, if you find yourself using a lot of dashboards in your work on a daily basis, I think so. It's highly, it's you know, it's it's the right time for you to reevaluate. That is looking that at the dashboards the right thing, and we are building something to replace or augment those dashboards in your organization. And the website is www.cliff.ai. Uh, you know we have opened up for beta request, uh, beta invites right now. And uh, you know please go to the website and sign up for a beta request. Very cool, very cool, and I will be the first to do so right after this recording, so that hopefully I can still say something by the time the podcast comes out. So thank you so much for joining today, uh, Ayush Jain and Aditya Joshi from uh, Green Deck as well as Cliff.ai. This has been an amazing podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your early night even to do this recording, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you in person after this pandemic is over. Uh, absolutely and it's a pleasure thank you very much yes thank you so much Arun. thank you guys like what you heard subscribe to this podcast and leave a review tune in next time for more tech news and interviews with some of the brightest minds in tech today